0: Hey, welcome to the Ron Johnson Discipleship Podcast. We're so
1: glad you tuned in today. We have another exciting episode as we connect the dots between uh, real life and real life, and, and namely Jesus Christ. Uh, we're bringing the Lordship of Christ to life. And uh, and again, I just every time we do these podcasts, Pastor Andrew, I'm excited because uh, it reaffirms truth in my own heart. I'm grateful for my salvation, especially this time of year as we're focusing on Jesus and and the incarnation—I'm just grateful that that uh, the Lord opened my eyes so I could see. Uh, when we talk about these truths, it just reaffirms the reality that the gospel is 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 right. It's true. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, yeah. and and, uh, and makes me excited. I hope you're excited to know Christ and uh, to be living in a world that's searching for you know for answers and living in darkness. And the light of the world has come, right. and His name is Jesus, and uh, and He makes not only intellectual. Sense, but he makes us deep satisfaction in our hearts. Um, and I can't think of a, of a of a better source of salvation than Jesus Christ. In fact, he is the only source of salvation. So, mm-hmm. praise the Lord! Hey, it's an amazing, amazing time of year. And I was just looking at your beautiful, uh, yeah. uh, Living Stones hoodie over there. And this is time for a shameless hoodie plug. Um, if you're looking for a great Christmas gift, we have hoodies available. Uh, and our connection center here at living stones i like these too they're they're they're, they're lightweight uh they feel good yeah. um they look good you're rocking that out today. i see people wear
0: all over the place. you know why it's because they're so comfortable i mean they're basically like pajamas yeah but they look good outside too so you can yeah. wear pajamas all day wear, <laughs> absolutely. it's my comfort <laughs> clothes
1: absolutely and you know it's funny because we're we, we're talking here about you know some merchandise but i uh i had a a person that showed up at church on sunday who who came to Livingstones many many years ago uh and uh lives way down south and uh, he's gone through some challenges he lost his wife and uh, lost a child i'm not sure the scenario around around that uh, one day illness and i'm not sure what the situation was with this child but but he got re with me on the phone and he said pastor i'd love to come back to church he said but i I um I don't have transportation. And so we just continued to talk and, and I just encouraged him. Well, months went by and um and he shows up in church on Sunday, but I heard the story as to why he went to the gas station uh down in his little town and the the lady that was working at the gas station was wearing one of our Living Stones shirts <laughs> and he looked at this at the shirt and he said, That's not Living Stones in Crown Point, is it? And she says, yeah. And he said, that's my old church. I've been trying to get back there. And and she said, well, would you like a ride? And so (laughs) it was a piece of merchandise, you know, with living stones on it that that God used to... uh, to connect this guy back with Living Stones uh, on Sunday. So anyway, hey, who knows who's watching when you're wearing your Living Stones t-shirt or your Living Stones hoodie, but uh, I encourage you if you need some of those, we have them available at the Connection Center. I'm always amazed at how God uh, uses the message. So anyway, um, great time of year. We're getting ready to have our, uh, our Christmas Eve service. In fact, the theme this year is Jesus, Light of the World. We're going to be talking about about just what I mentioned earlier uh, about Christ being the way, the truth, and the life. It's going to be a great time of celebration. That's going to be at 3 o'clock and at 5 o'clock on Christmas Eve here at Livingstone. So if you're in the neighborhood, come on by and worship with us. It's going to be an incredible time of celebration. It's also a time when we uh, have some great traditions. One of those traditions is our candle lighting uh, ceremony and service, and and, uh, that's always a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, just in time for you to get home for Christmas dinner. There you go. So I like the times.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So come on 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 out and see us. Yeah, Yeah, come on out and see us. You know, last week uh, we continued a series talking about counterfeit forms of redemption. And what we're going to talk about today is really, uh, you know, we're talking about the world is constantly swinging like a pendulum of overreaction. The beauty of Christianity is it's like a plumb line. And the world is always swinging from one end to the other. And and last week, you know, remind us because we talked about. Western secularism and basically the the lie that science is going to be our redeemer
0: Let me just give a quick short recap of just the series for those who are watching the first time we've been talking about counterfeit Redemptions, I think I I just had this thought occur to me. It's like when you try to go and find the right key to the lock You know, you're like, ah, you know, you got like 20 (laughs) keys You're like which key is it you go in and try You go in and try and go and try it and then the lock is our heart And our heart's looking for genuine redemption. We we know our heart, we know there's evil, we know there's sin, and we know that we need redemption. We know there's evil in the world. We're looking for the right key. So we look at humanism, we look at technology, we look at government as a solution. We even look at at sexuality or sexual liberation as a solution. We look at all these different things as a solution. And so we're just going by key by key to see what doesn't fit. Now last week we talked about kind of objectivism or science. You know, yep. rationale, materialism right. as the key, and that doesn't quite fit. That doesn't turn the lock, you know? Exactly. So.
1: And you know, the problem with, with secularism, of course, it denies God, and much of our science today, we we, we contrasted this historically. Uh, this has not always been the case, but, but our science today is, for the most part, atheistic and godless. Uh, it's very hard to find an outspoken, you know, Christian scientist, because the very assumption Uh, of science today is naturalism which says all that exists is matter all that exists is nature and empiricism is is the form of discovery that simply says all that can be known is what you can experience with your senses uh touch taste smell etc and so by definition god is is removed from the equation right Right. and so it's godless and the problem with with a, a worldview that's godless is you lose a lot of things that come with god you lose for instance, meaning, you lose purpose, you lose morality. Part of um, something bigger and greater. Greater. Yourself. You lose transcendence. Yeah. Um, you lose yourself because yeah. what is yourself? What is, what is the self? Yeah. Uh, you're referring to some inanimate being that exists inside this body, something that's supernatural.
0: Yeah, we just become a bunch of neural connections. Yeah. Yeah. And they really lose a lot of meaning. You know, the world becomes a cold, hard place. Exactly. It's an empty it's place. It's a depressing it's, place. It's just yeah. matter. Yeah.
1: And and you're you're just a machine. Right. And the problem with that is it's just not very satisfying because, you know, here we're at celebrating Christmas. I mean machines don't celebrate Christmas. Right, we're, right. we're buying gifts, right? Right. We're we're we're, we're you know enjoying the beauty Uh, We're singing songs. We're writing poetry. We're sending cards. We're celebrating family. None of these things are captured by a Western, secularized, godless, atheistic, quote, scientistic, materialistic uh, view of humanity. It can't explain any of what we're experiencing right now, all of us, in everyday life. And the human heart craves. Exactly. Machines
0: don't crave. Computers don't crave for fellowship. Computers don't crave for meaning and purpose and traditions, you know, because we're not machines. But
1: yeah, that's right. So, yeah, so as, you know, yeah, we, yeah. we talk about this too. One of the signs of a good worldview is that it's livable. Yeah. In other words, you can believe all this crazy stuff, theoretically, philosophically, yeah, whatever. Talk about it all day. Yeah. Talk about it all day long. But at the end of the day, you got to get out of bed in the morning and you got to face life. Yeah. And the problem with Western secularism and the glorification of science, godless science, is is that is unlivable? Nobody lives like a test tube product. Nobody lives like you're just a, a materialistic machine. Uh, you're just a bunch of chemicals. Uh, nobody lives like life has no meaning. We all crave meaning. We crave relationships. We we crave romance. We we crave things that are trying to satisfy the deepest needs of the human heart we crave eternity yes we crave
0: why do we grieve people when they when they die you know it's because there'll be a there'll be a time that we're not going to be able to see them you know you know that those are not machine talk those are talks of of life and of, of the supernatural you know and i mentioned this last week i i believe that you know science is a great tool it's a powerful powerful tool we do not worship a tool no you know uh, worshipping a screwdriver, worshipping a power saw, worshipping a computer—that's great tool. Right. Your, your spreadsheet won't get you very far. It's a powerful tool. We don't neglect it, right? But it's, it's, we, we recognize—we get context. We talked about this yeah.
1: last week. We recognize the limitations yeah. of science, what it can do, what it can't do. We're grateful for the breakthroughs of technology. Uh, but again, every time we see that we should be worshiping God because we're discovering something that God has embedded into the very fabric of the, of the world that he created. And when, we, when scientists discover these things, maybe it's a, a, a cure to a certain disease or a, a, a technological breakthrough or our cell phone technology, all these cool yeah. things that we get to enjoy. Yeah. Um, we celebrate those things, but we don't worship the technology or we don't worship the breakthrough. We worship the God who's behind it. Right. Um, and, uh, and so that's the balance there. But so, so here's the deal. So the pendulum swings to this, there is no God, all that exists is matter, kind of a mechanistic yeah. view of the world and the universe. And then people revolt against that because it's so I- inhumane. Yeah. So we swing from the West. Now we swing to Eastern views of reality, Eastern religions, mm-hmm. Eastern understandings, of the world in which we live which is another pendulum shift that we want to talk yeah. about today reactionary to this cold bleak uh can
0: com- completely a non-supernatural view worldview there's a counter reaction and we swing all the way to the other end we'll
1: yeah so just, when we talk about eastern religion like for instance it's very popular today people want to be spiritual yeah you know but they don't want to be religious people want to be um, uh, you know, you know, I have my own uh, spirituality, but I, but it's not Christianity. And the reason we drift towards things like Buddhism and pantheism and some of the New Age religions, mm-hmm. uh, we do for a couple of reasons. Number one, they suggest that human beings are divine, so it's kind of cool to have your own religion where you get to be God. <laughs> I right. mean, right. Hey, you know, we're all gods. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're all gods. So we go from we go from no gods. Yeah. And the West with secularism, too, were all gods in the East, uh, which is interesting. The second thing that's interesting is is this form of spirituality comes with no demands. And so there's no doctrine to obey, there's no morality to follow, there's no accountability, there's no final judgment, there's no return of Christ, there's no call to be holy. You just get to make up your own set of rules and basically try to be true to yourself. And right. since you are God, just be true to what's in your heart, right? And what, what you want to do. Right. Your call, your ultimate call is to
0: recognize that really deep inside you have God, God in you. So self-love, self-appreciation, self-talk, all that stuff, which has some genuine positive factors to it, but but it gets it gets uh, yes, emphasized yes, it's, on it's this. It's twisted
1: from the a biblical view of, of appreciation for, for who you are and right. self-identity. Made in the image and
0: likeness of God, but you, you supersize that to to a thousand times. Not well, only the image and likeness of God, there is God in you. You know, and you are God or you're a part of God. You know? and,
1: and we see this all over in our popular culture. We were talking yeah. about this, you know we have Oprah who is really gone. Uh, some people would, would have said, "Oh, Oprah's a Christian, you know, years ago, but that, uh, that's not the case. Uh, she has openly embraced all kinds of new age uh, uh, people and new age ideology on her shows. You know, she, she's had folks like um, uh, Eckhart Tolle and Marianne Williamson. You know, Marianne Williamson is a new age uh, um, uh, proponent who I think ran for president this last election cycle. She was one of the Democratic nominees for president of the United States. Uh, we talk about movie stars like Brad Pitt, uh, Steven Segal, uh, Richard Gere is uh, probably the most popular, you know, Buddhist. Buddhist uh, yeah. uh, and again, Buddhism is very, very popular to a lot of the Hollywood crowd because, again, they get to be their own God. They get to be in touch with some sort of spirituality uh, and they have no accountability, no morality. They can live whatever way they want to live. Uh, and yet, be spiritual at the same time, so, so it 's very, very popular to the uh, the western Hollywood crowd that 's seeking meaning uh, without any kind of re- accountability or responsibility that comes with it. You know Shirley McLean is probably the uh, uh, the most popular name when we associate with new age writers, and I, w- I want to highlight here a couple of things she She had a book that she wrote called "Out on a Limb." which uh, chronicles her reluctant conversion to the New Age belief system. Uh, And as I read uh, some of the things that she's into, I I want you as the audience to be listening because from a Christian perspective, we have a a solution or an explanation of these things. But listen to what she's into. Uh, Her book describes her travels and studies, which include science fiction-like dimensions, out-of-body travel, contact with extraterrestrial beings, trance channeling, or seances, and a guided tour of the unseen world. Her second book was called Dancing in the Light. It tells about her reach into the world of yoga, reincarnation, crystal power, Hindu mantras, and past life recall of experiences mediated through acupuncture. Her spirit guides informed her that each individual is God, and she passed along the wisdom that the person is unlimited now. As I'm reading all those things crystal power, reincarnation, spirit guides, guided tour, to out of body experiences, and travel, extraterrestrial beings, uh, seances um, how do we explain all of these phenomena from a Christian worldview?
0: Well, there's a, I mean, there's definitely demonic powers <laughs> yeah. and demonic voices, you know, and and you know they disguise themselves as angels
1: of light and Absolutely. the bible talks about that isn't this um, interesting these spirit beings that yeah. she encounters and i'll just say this every single person is hungry for supernatural uh experience and an encounter uh with some something greater than ourselves and of course this is what a born again experience a genuine conversion experience is it is a, a supernatural encounter through the power of the Holy Spirit, with Jesus Christ, who leads us to the Father. I mean, we long for that. We long for something transcendent in our lives. And so that need for transcendency is going to lead us to some kind of supernatural or spiritual experience. And the devil, as you said, is a counterfeiter. And so here Shirley McLean is having these spirit beings that are telling her, Hey, you're God, and everyone else is God. This sounds like Genesis chapter 3 to me. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly right. what Satan right. said to, to Eve. Um, that If you'll eat of this fruit, you'll become like God. In fact, you'll become God. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and so nothing is, is new under the sun. But what I want you to see, and if you're listening today, you know there's a hunger in your heart for more. And if it's not found in Jesus, the devil will come alongside and bring all kinds of cheap counterfeits And that's unfortunately what a lot of these people are getting involved in.
0: I mean, even if you talk, just go through some of these experiences, each of these experiences talks about there's a a deep, legitimate longing, the longing for reincarnation. Why? Because there's a longing for eternity, the longing to never die. I mean, that's a legitimate longing. The Bible talks about that, right? Yeah. Why did Jesus come? So we would never, so we would be resurrected like him, you know? Absolutely. So he came to satisfy that longing, you know? The, the spirit guides, oh, the longing for the Holy Spirit, yeah. you know, to guide us yeah. to be our comforter. And then the Bible talks about all these different things, you know? The longing down, to pass down, the wisdom, the, even the longing to be like God. Yeah. You well, know, yeah we want to be like we, we're called, to be like, called God. to be like God. We want to be like Christ, but not be like God like I'm God. Right, right. But to be like God as in we conform to image of his likeness and be transformed through taking up a cross daily and following jesus these are legitimate desires that's been just twisted just enough degree that if you keep following that wrong direction you go or you land in a completely different
1: point you know now now what we're doing here in the west again is is we're not taking true eastern religion we have a hybrid we really have a western hybrid when you you study like uh, you know we've been to india we've been to to places uh, in uh, thailand uh, where Buddhist countries, Cambodia, uh, Laos, um, uh, Hindu countries—you know these these nations—believe uh, in a worldview that's very fatalistic, meaning that you can't change it; you're 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 locked in yeah. uh, and pessimistic. In fact, if we talk about karma, or, you know, oh, dude, you got karma. You know, yeah. um, karma is a is a depressing. Uh, uh, understanding of reality it's you know the hinduism and all the caste systems that have developed are basically viewed on this endless cycle of reincarnation in fact the, that that cycle of wheel, uh, of incarnation is called the wheel of suffering yeah. you know you're trying to you're trying to uh, come to a higher consciousness to remove yourself from this world and yeah. from this endless cycle of pain and suffering. I mean, it's depressing, it's yeah.
0: demonic. And, and Buddhism itself is, has morphed into like a thousand different sects, right? S-E-C-T-S, sects. Yeah. And, but when I took a religion class back, you know, post-college, post, post college, you know, it talks about some of the original tenets of the original Buddhism by like Buddha, Siddhartha, whatever, yeah. I forgot his name, but it was really because he saw the suffering of this world and he's like, you know what? To achieve Nirvana, which is a state of nothingness, is is to realize this is all fake. Yeah. And like the, the ultimate reality is that nothing exists. This is all uh, emptiness and and I for me to become what they call a god. Like nirvana, we made like this paradigm. What I, I believe what nirvana means is like nothing. You come to a place in which yep.
1: you realize there is nothing. And just to interject here, this this is an interesting paradigm, yeah. how the devil moves us to extremes. So yeah. so in Western <clears throat> secularism, which we talked about last in our last podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, there is no such thing as self because you're just chemicals, you know, whatever, whatever idea you have of yourself is just a byproduct of your yeah. brain. Yeah. So there is no self. Um, and then you come to Eastern pantheism mm-hmm. and the goal is to lose yourself. Yeah. In other words, the, the fact that you have consciousness of this world and this reality, that's your problem. Right. So you need to experience nirvana You need to lose yourself and become part of a higher consciousness. You practice aestheticism, you practice
0: meditation, you you, you leave a family, you go to monasteries, you practice these different things. You know, poverty, all these different practices to lose yourself and that's the highest level of enlightenment. You know, not too appealing to the Western crowd to live that well, yeah, type The of lifestyle. Hollywood <laughs> crowd doesn't want to
1: lose themselves because they need to go shopping. And <laughs> yeah, they need and Instagram <laughs> They have to be Social their six, media six marriage. Yeah, so <laughs> so
0: yeah, you don't see Tibetan monks and whatever, you know, getting three million, you know, Instagram
1: followers, you know. That's that's yeah. kinda you know, counter to their tenet. Exactly. You know, so 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 here's here's the hybrid. Yeah. The hybrid is we're going to use this whole idea i'm god and higher consciousness and all this kind of thing to actually to move toward that utopian myth that we talked about mm-hmm. the the elevator of uh, fallacy that we're constantly Let's get involved a myth, yeah. so so what we do is we take western secularism which is rooted in evolutionary thought and then we blend in higher consciousness new age eastern you know mysticism and now somehow we're going to see us evolving through higher consciousness to a uh, higher you know higher civilization it's or, really, or a new
0: age it's really kind of brilliant
1: i mean and you
0: take you, you piece i mean you go into a buffet you're like wow um, I like some of that. Uh, I didn't like that piece, so I'm going to cut that piece out. I'm going to get some of that. I'm going to the, put these things together, and boom. Here's a play that's appetizing to to whoever is consuming it. Yep. I mean, it's a great marketing scheme. Absolutely. I mean, so. and, it,
1: and it appeals to uh, the emptiness in Western society. Sure. But here's the deal. So we're going to trade in our our metaphor of the universe as a machine, yeah. which is not very warm, right, or friendly or fuzzy. right. And now we're going to embrace the universe as a life force. Right. So that God is not the creator God. God is in everything. It's the pantheism God. Yeah. He's not the creator God we worship. He's the life force that we all have in us. So right. whether you're a toad, uh, a maggot, yeah. <laughs> a dog, a pig, yeah. or a human being, or a tree, uh, we all are part of the, that life force. Yeah, And we're all one. This is really where a lot of this... this um, Uh, green movement is rooted in a lot of new age spirituality you know the the hysteria over global warming and the saving mother earth and all this kind of stuff a lot of these people have gone off the deep end in this kind of view of pantheistic uh, an imminent God who's simply a life force he's an impersonal God you can't know him you certainly don't worship him Uh, but we just all try to to move in this cosmic oneness that's going to solve all the world's problems in fact Uh, The arrival of the new age, which Christians would call the second coming for for new age folks, it's this literally a new age of higher consciousness that's coming. Um, It's going to be accompanied by social and personal transformation demonstrated by these things. There's not going to be any more hunger, no more sickness, no more poverty, no more racism, no more sexism. We can probably add all kinds of new isms on there and no more war. And so you know, this is a pretty... You this see, is a pretty bold, uh, you know, utopianistic view yeah. that that's, we're very excited about coming. You it's know? another
0: pathway. It's a peace-wise t- piece of different worldview, different religions. Here's a new
1: pathway yeah. to utopia. And as you pointed out, these are all counterfeits. This is the Bible. Already talks about this. This is what Christ is bringing in His kingdom. There's going to be an eradication of all these things. There's going to be a higher consciousness. If you use New Age term, but there's going to be a higher reality of of life because we're going to be experiencing life without sin. We're going to be in love with Jesus Christ. We're going to be on a new earth that where sin has been driven from the planet. Uh, there's not going to be sickness, disease, brokenness, or any of these things. Again, these are counterfeit visions of redemption uh, that the devil likes to, to portray as as uh, truth. Uh, and so you see, again, when you look at what's being purported here, you see but, that all this has biblical roots.
0: Yeah, and, and I want to remind you guys, like the most dangerous lies are the lies with like 98% truth, you know. But that last 2% of lies, such a powerful lie, it pollutes everything. You know, it, that, that world we present here is a very attractive worldview because oh, yeah. it hits on every need that a person has. But the thing, the difference in Christianity is like, I don't get to dictate what's in the scripture. I don't get to be like, well, I don't like that part about scripture. Some people do. <laughs> but but, but yeah. your true followers of Christ aren't like, you know what, I really like everything about Jesus except these three things he says. So I'm going to take those three things out and pretend that doesn't exist. You know, I'm gonna add these three set, three things that the Buddha said, and I put in there, and then wow, that's the perfect religion. You know, like th- that again is man manipulating you know a-, a certain religion. But 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 again, that's when we say that's a man-made religion. Right. But if it's a divine revelation, we don't get to choose. Yeah. You know, man-made Makes religions sense. are created by human beings to serve human beings. Yeah, the opiate of the masses. That's what they call it. You know, pacify humanity. Ours is not because we didn't make this up. This is not to pacify the masses. This is a revelation from heaven that we believe in and we're going to follow whether I agree with it or not. You know, I don't get to make this up.
1: But because it's revelation from the heart of God, it fits reality because God is a source of reality. So when God speaks, what he says is true. And with what he says is true, it corresponds to the way we live. It makes sense. And that's why I keep saying over and over again on this podcast that you know what your your, your world view should be intellectually satisfying and should be satisfying to the deepest needs of your heart. It should be emotionally and spiritually satisfying as well. And and uh, and Christianity is true. And therefore, when you see it to embrace the Lord and to embrace Jesus as Savior, uh, it leads to the most satisfying life you can possibly experience and in think, every
0: way. And I think a part of that satisfaction, I think you know. This is the truth of this. You know, when you're like a kid and your parents tell you something, you're like, you don't know what you're talking about. As you get older <laughs> and when you become a parent yourself, you're like, oh, I told.
1: I'm, <laughs> now I'm saying the same thing <laughs> now, to my kids, you're right? Going, your mom and dad, oh, you but, guys are so smart. You know, I couldn't believe I was yeah, smart. You, you know,
0: my, my three-year-old thinks, four-year-old thinks he knows better than me sometimes, you know, arguing with me. Yeah. I think that's what it is with, 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 with the scripture, with what Jesus taught us. Like some of the stuff we're like, that doesn't align with reality. Social media says this. <laughs> right. That right. doesn't align with the Bible, you know. Because we have such a narrow, small perspective. And as we continue to mature and grow, as we get more wisdom, as we get bigger picture, not that we'll ever have the perspective of God, you know, but as we grow, we start to realize, man, that's been my journey. Yeah. Because as a young Christian, I look at some of the Bible, I'm like, that doesn't make sense. I don't agree with that. And more and more, as I learn, as I mature, as I have kids myself, I start to realize, wow, this aligns with reality. This key opens the door in a way that I don't even understand. Yeah. But that's where faith comes in, to say this is a revelation. This is not just a suggestion, you yeah. know? Yeah. So, anyways. So. Well, that's good.
1: And I think as, you, as we mature, you realize the older you get, you just bow in humility and you realize, humility. who am I? I don't know. What do I know? Yeah. Uh, how, how can I be You made the world, you made me, you made my kids, you made my wife, I'm
0: just gonna follow your instruction manual. So you
1: know? So instead of giving the lectures, you're going, Lord show me, Lord yeah. teach me, yeah. Lord open my eyes, help me to see. <laughs> I used to open like
0: furniture boxes and I'm like, I'll build this myself and then like three <laughs> hours later I'm like I'm missing four Where, different things. The instructions? Yeah, you know now I'm older, <laughs> <laughs> I'm honey, more humble, I'm like Michael, honey. <laughs> I'm not wasting three hours and building this monster. I'm just gonna start and do it from the beginning do it right humility as you get older. amen yeah
1: so you know when you look at, at salvation or redemption from a a world or a new uh, new age perspective yeah. you're gonna see some some lies here let me highlight them yeah, that was good um, for instance the new age says that salvation isn't about recognizing our sinfulness and turning to Jesus as our Savior it's really raising our consciousness and getting in touch with our inner God, our inner divinity. In other words, understanding that, uh, that I am perfect, that I am God, that I am good. Um, and again, this is just demonic uh, spouting because the opposite is true. You're not God, you're not good. You need a savior, you're a sinner, you're broken. Uh, and uh, and you need uh, somebody greater than yourself to save you. and His well, name is Jesus. And
0: this is probably something that I have one of the biggest issue with. Is you know you wrote here. It's not we're not. De- so what is evil? Evil is ignorance. There's no real evil. Yeah. What we need to fight is ignorance. Now. When I
1: throw that word out there, you realize that's so so popular in social media. This is like the foundation of, of public education today. Yeah. We don't deal with the fact that there's evil or, or just ignorant. moral evil. Yeah. It's just people get cured by learning. They need to learn yeah. Re-indoctrination. Re, re yeah. yeah. right? yeah.
0: People just ignore it. Yeah, reeducation. Yeah. You know, Send them reeducation. They just ignorance so they just need more knowledge. Now, I even taught this in a Common Ground a couple weeks uh, months ago. I said I said there's a fundamental difference between learning something and growing. Okay, if you receive educational material, that leads to learning, but learning does not mean growing. Right. You know, the, the learning could possibly lead to growing, but we 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 live in such a focused culture uh, on learning, and we don't care about growing. Okay. We have people who know the
1: Bible yeah. so well. Yeah, the church in other words, life. just because you know something to be true who doesn't does? mean you have the ability to practice it. Well, I, I just think you in in in. in, in
0: In the Bible, it talks about what does it mean to become like Jesus. You practice the fruit of the Spirit: love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. You could read all kind of books on love, but if you never practice love and live it out, and make some mistakes and try and
1: keep trying, you're not going to get better at loving. And Paul said in Romans seven, he talked about this very dilemma: the things I know I should do, I find that I have the that I don't have the power to perform, and the things I know I shouldn't do. I find that I keep stumbling, and you know, and doing the very thing that right. I like. How stupid could I be? Yeah. And all of us can relate to this. We we all we all live at a lower level than we know to be true. Yeah, every single one of us. And and it's it's a sign not that we're God. It's a sign just the opposite. Just the opposite. It, yeah. That we are weak and broken, and, and that we, and there's something is the matter with with human nature that only Jesus can fix. And I'll argue, learning
0: in our culture today is. Is, is, is comparably pretty easy. There's avenue books, podcasts, you can learn almost anything you want on YouTube, yeah. all these different things, learning. But to actually grow, man, that takes death. That takes repetition. That takes dying to yourself. That takes working hard and denying yourself and practicing, boom, boom, boom. We
1: focus so much on learning, and we don't focus on actually walking it out enough. And and we have talked about the state being God. How many examples do we have, whether it was um, uh, Germany under Hitler, whether it was the Soviet Union under a a myriad of evil dictators, uh, Pol Pot over in Cambodia, these these people were the elite. These people were highly educated, yeah. and they were guilty of committing some of the most heinous crimes and atrocities uh, that we still are shocked at. So it just shows you that you you can be well educated and still be a demonized tyrant, yeah. you know, an evil, wicked, murderous person, and be very smart in the world in the world's yeah. eye. So education. It's not the Savior. Um, and uh, and it's certainly, you know, we said worldviews have to be livable. If you're not acting like a God, looking like a God, performing like a God, bringing blessing like a God, then guess what? You might not be a God. You might be someone in need of a true God yep. to save you and deliver you. And one last reminder, the tree that they ate that shouldn't eat
0: from is called the knowledge of good and evil. Wow. So... How did that turn out for me? How, <laughs> How does it that turn out for all of us? Yeah.
1: So if we're still continuing to try to eat off this new age tree of the knowledge of good and evil and think that it's somehow education or higher consciousness is going to save us, uh, we're in for a road. is a transformation, a
0: supernatural transformation of our heart, which is, that's the most powerful force in the world, which is which Jesus, uh, when he died on the cross, Resurrected. That's the power that He gained. He He, he gave to us. Yeah. That's the true power, not knowledge and wisdom. Yeah. Okay. Knowledge, and wisdom helps. Don't get me wrong. It's yeah. a good thing, but the true power is found in that
1: resurrection. Amen. Amen. That's good. Amen. And so another point here: um, God creates us as individuals. He wants to know us intimately. But the God of the new age is not a personal God. You don't have a relationship with higher consciousness or with. Uh, you know, uh, the Buddhist idea of losing yourself. I mean, you know it, yeah. The picture is, the, you know, the drop of water, the drop of water uh, being us. And we land in the, the ocean of consciousness, higher consciousness. The goal is not to focus on the drop. The goal is to focus on the ocean. But, you know, the, the, the beauty of the gospel is the, the Bible says the Lord knows and uh, counts the number of hairs on our head. He, he knows us by name. He knows our thoughts, you know, Psalm 139. I mean, the beauty of the gospel is God cares not only about nations, Mm. but he cares about individuals. He knows your name. And yet all of that's lost in the new age understanding of higher consciousness.
0: Okay, so I mean, that's another thing that really irks me about all this. Because I don't just want a God. I want a Father. Mm. I need a Father. You know, as my developmental journey. And, and I need a friend sometimes. Jesus our friend. I, I need a shepherd. I mean, there's God create all these different uh, relationships as a picture of who he is. Yeah. You know, so going back to the father, you know, some of the young men on our coming ground are going to read the book, Father by God. It talks about how important the father is to help a young man in his yeah. developmental process. But ultimately, the message, which is so profound, is that God himself wants to father us. Yeah. Now, the relationship between a father and son is not this this, like you know, ethereal, you know, general or formal, or rigid, formal rigid. No, It's an intimate. I mean, I have a couple sons and you have several sons mm-hmm. and, and it's not just father and son. It's also father and daughter, and, but it's a unique personal relationship. That's not mm-hmm. just like generalized. It's, yeah. a, it's such a powerful, intimate relationship yeah. that cannot be
1: resolved by this. World and view. even in all the false worldviews where there is a, a, uh, divine being a god or gods none of those you know whether it's islam uh, buddhism uh, hinduism none of those worldviews have a god that calls himself father yeah uh what an amazing again of uh, uh, truth we have because as you said that that's a long in all of our heart none of us would be here as humans without a father's contribution. Yeah. So there's that longing of not only to, to know a father, but also God reveals himself again in, in many feminine qualities, a nurturer, yeah. he's kind, he's tender, he's affectionate. Um, and those are all the things that we need and
0: long for yeah. as humans. That's just one example. Yeah. I mean like you said, and you know, then God revealed himself as a nurture, as a mother figure to be able to care. I mean he he identified himself as a father. But yeah. but I, I think the the point of this is like this is this is such a personal, intimate uh, it's a specific relationship of between a father and son. One of his many attributes that initiates his son so his son can become a man. That is not generalized. That's not the force like Star Wars. You know, yeah. that, that's just a, this this yeah. random thing out there.
1: No, it's a very personal relationship that God says, I want to have with you. And, you know, we've had these discussions before uh, about the modern, you know, Hollywood fair of movies is coming out and of course all the Marvel movies and so and, and some people like that I'm not I'm not being critical but like my him. my problem and I, and I hate them my problem is I'm, I sit there watching this and, and and I have this discussion with my yeah. my son-in-law who loves these two and yeah. uh, and I said they don't engage me and he's well, like why and I said well what's the per- what's the larger goal what are what are they trying to do save the world you know but I'm like, save the world for what? Like, what are we fighting for? I don't. There's no greater value here and there. And you know, so so much of it again is is this superhero, uh, and not that it's. You know, I think the Star Wars stuff was definitely more get in touch with the Force, you know, right? Uh, you're
0: touching on... You're, you're, you're touching something <laughs> gonna right make here. I'm you mad. No, I mean, not for me. Yeah. Uh, even Star Wars, there's different types of Star Wars. I mean, there's new generation, old generation. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. But you're not a cinephile. I mean, but you don't really watch movies. it, it was is absolutely pantheistic. pantheistic. Absolutely. I mean, I, I'm got, not going to argue the,
1: that. We got the blindfold on him. <laughs> you know... Uh, no, Star Wars absolutely pantheistic. You know, and, and, you know... But the reason, I guess... Yeah. The reason it doesn't move me is yeah. it doesn't... Touch the, the greater uh, things my heart's longing for. Like right. you know, my favorite yeah. movie. My favorite Patriot. movie is The Patriot. All right, now why do I love The Patriot? Man, there's a father figure. He's he, yeah. he he's lost his wife. He he's got a past. He, yeah. He's 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 fighting for his family. Yeah. He he's fighting for ideals and things that are yeah. real and, and powerful. And man, my, that moves me. But when I when it's like <laughs> the Force be with you, I'm like.
0: Nah, well, you like things grounded too. in actual history which is what the Patriot is grounded yeah. and, 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 and
1: in and, and, and transcendent yeah. values that move me
0: as a as a human well, being a lot of these fiction do have powerful trends and that's why I watch them because some of them do have transcendent values if it's just a bunch of smashing around screen I don't, I don't care for it. and Pastor Aaron our youth pastor here actually <laughs> we've been trying to launch a podcast that talks about these Christian things in movie because yeah. because storytelling is a, is to me the most powerful way to communicate truth yeah. Jesus did it And Hollywood has done a great job communicating these messages, among other messages, through powerful storytelling. And what we want to do is identify some of these great ideas or powerful ideas and really evil and wicked and really negative ideas in these movies that kids don't even they can't tell they're just like oh fluffy things and for us to
1: identify not in a super negative way but just to talk about identify the world because because many of these movies that are adventure movies Mm -hmm. are uh, the the theme behind it is redemption redemption
0: it's a hero's journey to, to seek initiation to seek meaning to see how i can make the world better yeah. And there's many different ways to do that. Yeah. You know? Which is probably a great way to end
1: this podcast today. Because <laughs> we're all the way, yeah. way up <laughs> to Star Wars. <laughs> but, here, but, but here's the truth. God is the most amazing storyteller. Yeah. And the story that we're going to be celebrating here in a matter of weeks as you're watching this podcast is God Almighty taking on human flesh, being born in the womb of a, a virgin... Um, Coming into a broken, demonized, dark, depraved world and living a holy, sinless life and dying on the cross to pay the price for all of humanity uh, so that we could have hope and that we could experience life and that we could experience redemption and we could be brought back to our Father, uh, our Heavenly Father who created us for his glory and that we could live forever on a renewed, glorified, restored, redeemed planet uh, and enjoy all these things that these new agers are trying to, to achieve through higher consciousness. We're going to achieve through christ and through his return and you know the gospel is a love story and, and it's a story that, that moves you and it's powerful and it speaks to our deepest needs like no other story can well I, so we're touching on movies i would challenge you guys to find a really powerful movie
0: that moves you that doesn't steals from that central gospel message that you share, Because yeah, yeah. every one of these movies, and we talk about Marvels and Star Wars and sci-fi, or but just other love stories, yeah. talks about the power of death and resurrection and yeah. redemption yeah. and love for someone so much that they lay down their life, but then there's a redemption at the end, and a transformation at the end. Mm-hmm. All those things when we watch a movie, you're like, oh my God, it hits my heart so hard. Why is that? It's because embedded in the heart is the message of the gospel. The longing and the desire for the gospel. I would read some of these uh, Non-Christian writers write these different things, and I would just be like, "Oh my gosh, they totally stole from the Bible!" Yeah, yeah. I'm like, "Oh my goodness, this is the same message—the yeah. powerful message of redemption and, and the Christmas story, really the Easter and Resurrection. Christ beginning of Christmas all the way to Easter. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's, it's the best story ever." You yeah, know? yeah. So. amen.
1: So hey, enjoy the story, drink deeply, worship uh, the Lord, Re- get in the Bible, read the uh, the gospel accounts. Of the birth of Christ, let's make sure we embed ourselves in the Scriptures and uh, and really just savor. You know, sometimes we don't pause long enough to 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 savor. You know, when when you're eating a great meal over the holidays and you just go, mmm, you know, "Mm, this is so good." Um, That's the kind of "um" we want to have as we're savoring and tasting of the gospel. So uh, let's get out this holiday season and really enjoy it, celebrate Jesus for who He is. Get together with God's people. Get together uh, at church and in places where you gather to worship. uh, And let's make sure we enjoy the greatest story that's ever been told. Amen. Well, we hope you're enjoying this segment we've been doing on counterfeit redemption. Uh, When we come back together our next time, we're going to really highlight the fact that when you pursue counterfeits, they always end with the same sad ending. It, It ends in despair. It ends in depression, hopelessness. Uh, and so we're going to dive into that next time we're together. So, hey, thanks so much for tuning in uh, to the Ron Johnson Discipleship Podcast. Your comments are always welcome. And uh, again, we would ask that if you're finding this helpful and enjoyable, that you would share this with all of your friends as a Christmas gift uh, from us uh, to them this holiday season. All right. Until we meet again, have an amazing week and uh, have an amazing Christmas.